0: Welcome to the MHI Cast, the show where we talk to the industry's best minds to uncover their supply chain stories. We explore real-world case studies and get unique perspectives on key trends and emerging technologies from every corner of the material handling, logistics, and supply chain space. We all know we're a ways away from drone delivery, but many of you might already be familiar with the concept of drones for inventory management and that idea has gained a lot of traction in recent years and operators have already realized some of the great benefits associated with it. We all know we're a ways away from drone delivery, but many of you might already be familiar with the concept of drones for inventory management. That idea has gained a lot of steam and a lot of traction over recent years and operators are already realizing some of the great benefits associated with it. We're here today with William Steffenja, director of integration and maintenance at DroneUp, as well as Raffaello D'Andrea, the CEO of Verity. They're going to uh, explain some of the nuances to us. Raffaello, why don't we start with you? How are companies commonly using drones indoors?
1: Yeah. The key point is to be able to collect information anytime you need it, anywhere you need it. And the way we do that is with flying drones that fly to any location in a warehouse. And uh, collect information, 3D depth data. They can read uh, the um, pallet faces, extract barcodes, for example. Fly back to the their chargers and upload all this information to the Verity cloud. All that information is processed and then sent to our clients' uh, WMS for processing and to make sure that things are where they're supposed to be. One of the ways in which our system helps our clients is that it reduces the errors in their warehouse. Um, we can drive the errors in a warehouse down to zero, which means that there's less need for keeping extra supply to avoid stockouts. There's less write-offs that take place because of our system. So it's helped in, in that respect. It's also um, doing a, a task that people really hate doing. People doing inventory control, they're at heights, dangerous. So it helps in that way as well, And that it's, it's, it's fulfilling jobs that are actually very difficult to find but there's also many other uses that you could imagine. They could also be used for monitoring. They could also be used for inspection. Anytime you have a small payload that you wanna move with a drone, it may make sense to use it in that case. For example, you can imagine putting an RFID reader on a drone and then be able to fly it around and collect that information.
0: So what's it like to work with drones? They can be automated, right? Uh,
1: where, Where nobody
0: has to control them?
1: Yeah, the drones are fully autonomous. Uh, They're self-flying drones. They do automatic takeoff, landing, mission planning, collecting information, obstacle detection, obstacle avoidance. The only time a human being needs to touch the drones is when the batteries wear out after roughly 1,000 to 1,500 flights. The batteries need to be replaced. They pop out, another one puts back in. As far as our clients are concerned, there, is, there are no drones. There's just this magic way of collecting information from anywhere in your warehouse. At first, there's always the gee whiz aspect of it, right? Because it's kind of neat to see these, you know, self-flying drones move around autonomously. They kind of have a life of their own. Uh, after a while, um, you know, they're just kind of taken for granted that they're just there doing their job. And then the response has been very positive. Just people are happy that they don't have to go and do these these tasks, you know, climb at heights of 35, 40 feet to, you know, to go and collect inventory data.
0: And what general pain points are you solving when you collect inventory data using drones instead of, you know, manual processes?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that there's many pain points. I think one pain point is to be able to go and collect information that's sometimes hard to obtain at heights, for example, to do it frequently, um, that's also one of the uh, nice features of our system is that um, the marginal cost to operate it is is quite low, which means that instead of you know collecting information once every four months, you can collect information once a week or every day when things move. So this is how you can drive the errors down to zero. Automation is a great way to alleviate labor shortages. It's also a great way to reduce. Errors. And it's also, um, you know, a good way to insure uh, tasks more. So I think we're going to see more and more of that uh, taking place. Automation being used more and more just to handle the labor shortages. E-commerce is thriving. People want to order things more and they want it faster. So automation helps with all of these things. Automation replaces jobs that are usually dull, dirty, or dangerous. And I think that's going to be the case for the next foreseeable future. So we're going to see these jobs being eliminated that frankly, we really shouldn't have people doing in the first place, free them up to do something else. Um, You know, we have labor shortages already, so free up these people to do something a little bit more, you know, more meaningful. I'm reminded when I used to fly into Boston, maybe 15 years ago, there were people that would stand in the toll booths and spend, you know, eight hours a day when people were driving by taking money and giving them a ticket, right? And thankfully those jobs have been automated. It's a horrible existence to be sitting down and doing this all day. And I think this is what automation uh, is doing. I think it's a very positive impact on societies to get rid of these very meaningless uh, jobs. Now, that's not to say that we need to make sure that folks that are displaced have a way of educating themselves to get something, you know, to be gainfully employed. That's very important, but we shouldn't combine those two things together these are you know jobs that need to be replaced because they're not very fulfilling
0: Okay, now we're gonna hear from William Stefanja. Will, uh, what are some of the factors operators need to consider if they're serious about using drones for inventory management?
2: So the first one is uh, make sure you're planning and not just buying a drone and trying to make it work. Uh, The key to successfully using drones, especially indoors, uh, it is to plan. So how is the facility, the layout of the facility, the lighting conditions will determine what type of drone is to be used. For example, most people want a fully autonomous drone that flies and does the inventory management. Well, it takes quite a bit of planning and integration of the technology to make that successful and make it reliable. And so what we end up doing is that we help clients to understand what is the right level of technology. And and that is doing a full assessment of the facility before even pursuing the, the customization and build of an aircraft to be used indoors.
0: Okay, so how do they determine what the level of technology is?
2: So there's different driving factors such as cost. Uh, there are other driving factors such as how often they wanna do these cycle counts. Uh, for the most part, the interest is, hey, you know, we're gonna shut down at night. We want to just then at that point, operate these drones. Well, when these drones are operated at night, uh, you now have at least one person involved, whereas before you might've had a number of different employees. Um, You might have to shut down for a while. You would have had to pay overtime and these employees would have to hop on and off ladders or scissor lifts to basically reach out with a barcode scanner. We attempt to solve that problem by using the drones, and there are different methods of how these drones are used. Obviously, the most interesting one is the full autonomy. However, there are other less costly methods, uh, such as a manual aircraft that has some some smarts to it, to avoid it from crashing, to know exactly where its position is at in the facility. And like in aviation, um, all of these, depending on the scanner, depending on the payload that's on board, these drones would need to be fully customized uh, to fit the, the client's need in their facility. You have facilities with wind gusts, for example, or different variations in temperature, and that plays a factor. In the indoor inventory management, we were working with a number of different companies where You know, we always start with the full autonomy and and we start looking at at what it takes to get it there. A couple of driving factors is cost, right? So for the big players, they may have an R&D group, they may have an engineering group. The mid-tier companies are now beginning to realize that this technology is becoming more affordable. And however, they may not have the infrastructure to support a, a fully autonomous system. It's too costly. The ROI will take a long time to get there and they need to really understand what is the value in the data that they're gathering, right? So in order to do that, in some cases, we sort of downscope the projects into using some of these manual units with piloted assistant aircraft. So yes, there's a pilot in the loop and typically we recommend having a visual observer as well. But now you do have a different skill set labor operating these drones, but still it's two people versus having to use maybe 10 or 15 to do the scans inside. I tend to joke with clients and, you know, don't screw, they screw with a hammer. It's just not the right tool, right? Same case for the drones. And so when using these drones, it is important that we have specifically the client, the drone is suited for their needs. Otherwise, if you spend a large sum of money to purchase a fully autonomous system, that autonomous system could end up just gathering dust like their robotic armor that they bought a few years back. If you're going to invest in it, make sure you have a core understanding of what the technology can do for you, somewhat realistic. What
0: are some areas where operators might have to adjust their
2: expectations then? The planning of the use of these drones is a critical component. These drones are smart, but not that smart just yet. So is it recommended for them to be flying around people? The answer is no. So part of that integration uh, needs to include how and when these drones are going to be used. It could be something as simple as blocking an aisle while the aircraft is in flight, or it could be something where the aircraft is operated at night when there's no one in the facility. So when I say the drones are smart, they can path plan their own way around vehicles, around obstacles inside of the facility, right? For example, we partner with some great companies and, and that's another component with, with this industry is that is in our case, it's not just our company, it's other companies that are bringing this technology together. However, from a safety perspective, the technology is smart enough. But if we attempt to collaborate with other people in the area at the same time, it's a challenge. If we collaborate with the planners and the operation folks that need to gather this information, uh, in the case of cycle counts and inventory management, they can quickly be fed into the WMS. And now you have inventory accuracy that, unfortunately, right now, most companies that are doing on, on a monthly or a quarterly basis. Now you can do it on a nightly or weekend basis because you have a tool that will allow you to quickly do this. However, we're not there yet to say that from a collaborative perspective, these drones can operate in the same environment as other folks, but they can operate within the operational structure of a business. It is something that needs to be considered because if you buy something off the shelf, there are different methods of navigation, for example, of autonomy inside of the warehouse. Not all methods are equal and not all methods are suitable for each and every facility. Each and every facility is different. There are different lighting conditions, there's different atmospheric environment, and, and those factors need to be considered in the general integration of it. So. It's a situation where if you decide to buy the robot and then understand that it's just not doing what you're supposed to do, then now you have added expenses associated with making it work, right? Whereas you could have understood that ahead of time and avoid and reduce the costs ahead of time.
0: Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. That was very eye-opening. I know that this is one of those areas in automation that there are a lot of excitement around, but it's a little less common. So I'm sure our listeners will appreciate such a deep dive. Thank you once again. And thank you for listening to this episode of MHI Cast featuring Raffaello D'Andrea and William Stefanja. Download the 2022 MHI Annual Industry Report to discover other innovations that'll help keep your supply chain running smoothly and make plans to attend promo at 2023 in Chicago to see them in person. Here at MHI, we never stop exploring new opportunities to help take your manufacturing and supply chain operations to that next level of success. So thank you for making us a part of your professional development journey.